this week's episode of the award-winning, multiple award-winning Here For It podcast is brought to you by My Appetite. Satisfy my appetite with something spectacular. Check your vernacular, then I get back at you. With the diamond-like position, insatiable, insatiable is what I envision. Can't detect acquisition. She trying to get that me That is not what she said. That is what she said. She said can't deduct acquisition. Detect acquisition. Okay, sure. Can't detect acquisition from your friend's expedition, Mr. Big Willie. If, if you, you really, really want to know, know, ask Chile. Could I be a silly hoe? <laughs> not Somebody really, T-Boz and all my senioritas are stepping on your felines, but you don't hear me, though. Okay. Y'all that is one of my it. favorite female bars from the 90s. That is from the one and only Miss Lisa Left Eye Lopez. Rest in power. Rest, Rest in, in power. Her birthday was yesterday. And I figured that we should open up with um, my rap skills. Oh, Chad, we have to re record <laughs> twice. There's a hater in your midst, everyone. There sh- always is. <laughs> it's always one. <laughs> they are closer than you think. I don't need a lot of wishes, but I'll be okay if I get one. Did you see the Beyonce always on beat and they show her at Beachella doing the step the to to what <laughs> one wish by oh Ray one wish oh girl no no <laughs> I if did not. I had one wish I was like that was his only hit. K- uh, Kim Kardashian was his other hit, <laughs> and then I hit it first was his attempt at his next hit, but. <laughs> I am the Superman, T-H-E-E-S-U-P-A-M-A-N, a.k.a. the Catsuit Killer, B.K.A. Hot Boy Martell. So, are you wearing catsuits now? I've worn many a catsuit. You've seen them before. <laughs> oh, oh. tops and catsuits. Oh, I like the way they sound. Kitty cat. I saw a link because I was looking for the DMV sex party videos. Don't judge me. So... And one of the tweets, it was like, strict tops get in the sex party for free. And then I was just like, this is like ladies free before 11. Yes. Except for in the game world, it's strict tops. Yes. Because they knew how many <laughs> bottles were going to show up. Yes. No, it said strict, strict tops free all night. But yeah, I was, I was just uh, taken aback. But shout out to you, the cat suit killer. Mm. Mm-hmm. You can also find me at Rockaletta Moss's school for gifted girls. <laughs> My name is Ronald Matters. Follow me on the internet at Ronald Matters. And of course, RonaldMatters.com. Make sure you guys are using our official hashtag, HereForItHive, when discussing the show on social media because we are looking, lurking, liking, and responding to you guys. Hashtag HereForItHive. Um, our icebreaker this week is what is your ideal day of self-care? If you could take a day of healing to recharge and prepare yourself to come back to the world and slay, what would it look like? <sighs> Can I just put my phone on airplane mode and play Angry Birds? Angry Birds 2 is my jam. Um, lots of sleep because Lord knows. I, and I sleep on my side. I sleep on my left side. And in between naps, whatever the new content is on the YouTube or the Netflix. Because I really want to watch She's Gotta Have It Too. It's getting mixed reviews. But, you know, mixed reviews is like, okay, well, I got to see it for myself now to know how I feel about it. So then there will probably be like something that I would do. So like Netflix, Angry Birds, and sleep. And, of course, child alcohol because naturally. Alcoholic. Cool. (laughs) Um, I think mine. I, I would. I would rather be fully unplugged because I'm plugged in all the time, 
because of this show one um and being on top of what's going on in the committees world. and boards and of all of those things as well <laughs> so um like my ideal day of self-care would be to leave all my phones somewhere um not bring my laptop somewhere and not be on the internet at all for the whole day hmm. um either be on a beach because oh. that just changes my whole soul um or be in nature some way so you know if i was in like a forest i could do a forest with a, a nice tent though i can't just be out in the forest um or a beach and you know maybe i could just have a notepad and a pen and i could write uh instead of being on electronic devices so i thought this was a great icebreaker because um, it's important for all of us to identify what those days look like and to plan them and make them happen because you do need a break and you do need recharging and you need to visualize what it looks like so you can put it into play. Um, and so that is what our um, self-care days would look like in the future. What are yours? Make sure you plan yours accordingly. Um, our word of the day, W-E-R-D, is wolf. Don't look at me because I know what it means. Just educate the other kids. Okay. Oh. What you What do you think a wolf is? I'm in the community. You can <laughs> You can discuss. Okay. A wolf is a gay male who is neither a twink nor a bear, but falls somewhere between the two poles, similar to a cub. You was on the blog. It was like wolf at the super. Let me look, Google. I'm Googling. oh, someone called me a wolf. I I identify well, you, with wolf. Yeah, because you mask presenting and got a beard and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but not, I'm not skinny enough to be a twink and I'm not fat enough to be a bear. You own the blogs as a wolf, so you already out here. <laughs> and then they just had the international leather male. Oh, we're going to get there. Oh, okay, because there's some drama with the... We're definitely going to get there. So, uh, our word of the day, wolf. Uh, that is how you uh, categorize these mm. people that are neither twink nor bear. Um, somewhere in between. Oh, oh wow! This wow. wolf. Oh, change your panties, girl. I searched the word wolf on Google. <laughs> I got what I was looking for. Hello. Mm, Google will answer your prayers. Thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast for the past two years for supporting us through our ups and downs, our highs and our lows, and our bullshit. Um, we appreciate you guys so much for one subscribing and uh, supporting our voices because our voices support you. Um, we've been doing this, like I said, for two years, and this shit is not for free. If you would like to support this podcast, you can get over to our Patreon where we record weekly exclusive content for all of you to hear if you are subscribed to our Patreon. Oh. For at least $1 a month, you can keep this podcast going. That's affordable. $1? Wow. $1 a month. I know y'all hoes got it. Uh-uh. Um, and... Up to 26? Are we at 26 or 25? Is the limit for Here for Hive. $26. $26. Um, if you just balling out of control, you just got your taxes back. Do it one just... month and then change down to $1 the next month. Like, girl, it was taxi. I got my taxes back late so I could do it. But this month, my bo- I spent all my bonus. Just got back from Sizzle. LOL. Um, Ooh, what? Who went to Sizzle? Mm-hmm. Okay, next question. <laughs> I saw the video when you said that. <laughs> next question. You got to push on out the room, girl. Um, <clears throat> By the end of every episode of Here For It Podcast, you will be affirmed. You will learn something new that you may not have learned before or knew before. And you will be up 
to date with everything going on in gay social media, mm-hmm. politics, and sexual education. So for all that, for one dollar a month, you can keep this podcast going. There are other podcasts that are falling by the wayside. Uh-oh. I told you, girls. I was talking about what the <laughs> other podcasts doing. We and then you said I should be saying what the other podcasts doing. Well, but they're not doing that's, anything. That's what they're doing. But they're falling by the wayside. That's what they're doing. So if you would like to keep this one alive, <laughs> you can get over to our Patreon. And for at least one dollar a month, you can keep this one so black we ass. So stop hanging out. This one. And stop having these great conversations. We can do it. Go do that anyway. <laughs> you can keep this one black ass gay ass podcast on. We would appreciate you so much, and so would the community. <sighs> I'm not gay no more. <laughs> Our affirmation this week is: Your name is being spoken in rooms that you have not entered yet. I had to tell somebody that today. I said, because if you, if they, what is it about? If you're not at the table, you on the table. Mm-hmm. Child, I had to tell, better make sure, child, because if you're not at the table, you on the table. They discussing you. Mm-hmm. Positively or negatively. Um, and maybe both at the same time. The goal is to make your believer stronger and more vociferous in you and your vision than your haters are in your downfall and your demise. Um, be concerned when no one is talking about you. Uh-huh. That is when you should be concerned. So your your supporters, you need to empower them. You need to make them visible. You need to let them know that you care about them. You appreciate them so that they will go out with your message. Just like Jehovah's Witness. Just like <laughs> Seven Day Adventists. They go out with that message and they be strong as fuck. Your your supporters, uh, your followers, they should be just as strong in carrying your message and your goodwill and your positivity out in the world and telling people where they got it. Or from. why they hate on your goodwill and, and your haters. You should empower They'd them like, as well and say, "This is why you should he hate doing me." Doing some because he doing this and this and this and this, and then the response is always, "So what are you doing?" <laughs> then the response is, "So what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing?" He doing Ooh. something, and what are you doing? Sitting here talking to me, except for talking to me about what you got going on. You talking about what I am doing? You talking about what I'm doing? What I'm doing over here? But you sit down at the table with some other hoe hating on me. Yes. If you ain't at the table, you on the table. But that was mine. And what you say? Um, make sure that your haters are just as strong and strongly worded in in your downfall and your demise. I want them to be out there talking about here for a podcast is going to be sure canceled. Do. Cancel next week. I sure do. Tell ten people. Tell yeah, them because they, they gonna them ten people gonna tune into this episode. Like, well, I guess it's their last let me episode. Hear to the drama. Surprise next week. We're gonna be here again next week, bitch. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> so tell t- tell your haters tune in. I want you to be hateful. I want you to be mad. I want you to bring all of your hatred and your energy. Go and Google me. Go and look at uh, my Twitter from two years ago. Get, girl, go get watch my motivated. YouTube video. Oh, oh. Go to RonaMatters.com, girl. I own my name on the internet. Go. Uh-huh. And what do you do? What do you do again? Oh, okay. If you really want to be hateful, go look at my very first YouTube video. <laughs> that's that, gonna that's gonna motivate the fuck out of you. <laughs> it says this the blog post, it says five ways to know your wolf is into you. Oh wow. And then it's like so wolf extraordinaire, aka Caldrick Kring impersonator Eddie Superman oh, has a me. lot of wolf like wisdom. Oh. He already told us things every wolf wants you to know. Oh. Now he wants to clue us in when a wolf is into us. Oh. This is his advice of knowing you ain't some gutter butt thought. Oh, and then tune into your video. Look, they, they shared your video. Yeah. Mm. I appreciate it so much. You're I really a wolf do. out here. Yeah. I, didn't, I don't even know about that. I, I hope that that's a this direct quote. This ain't the first post about you. They no, but I'm just saying, I hope that they did direct quotes. 
Because gutter butt sounds like something I would have said. And then they talked about how you had heteronormative responses and all these other things. Oh, yeah. They dragged you at the bottom, but at the top, they pretended like. Mm. Well, put the links. I appreciate the links. Uh, links links to my work. Five things every fox should know about a wolf. So then they shared your other video. Okay. What the fuck? I'm a fox. So you were the wolf and I'm the fox. Sort of. I think this needs to be the other word of the day. <laughs> Why are we animals? Animal nature. We primitive out here? Yeah. You're in predator mode. <laughs> You in predator mode? Yeah, I love it. Um, so that is our affirmation this week. Um, stay affirmed. Empower your supporters as much as you are empowering your haters, and let them go out there and speak your name in rooms, positively and negatively, that you have not energized. That is the most important thing. Um, unfortunately, this week we also have Dracar's topics again, and not tepic topics. Oh, um, tepic topics means just a little warm, a little fizzly. Oh. Uh, Drakara's topics being Girl, fire I'm about to burn King's Landing down You talking up your dick game Sir, just fuck me, sir Oh my god So you gonna (laughs) Put that on my dick Yelp review Please Please Say he talk a lot But once he did Girl Okay Last week Last week we dragged The mayors of D.C. And Chicago um, this week, Serena Williams dragged the French Open figuratively and literally. I heard, but I didn't get to see the link. Well, that's why we're going to talk about it first here. Because mm-hmm. it was a dragging. It was the burning of King's Landing. Um, so, one, if you don't remember the story from last year, Serena Williams went to the French Open in this beautiful, laid cat suit. And um, she was targeted by um, the... French Open president, mm-hmm. the president of French Open, and white people across the whole internet because how dare she show up in a cat suit to a tennis match because uniform. Mm-hmm. I don't remember there being uniform requirements saying that you can't wear a cat suit to a tennis match. But sure. So the internet had their way. They tried to drag her, um, even though she is the greatest of all time in all tennis. Um, they just couldn't believe this big ass black woman showed up in a cat suit to a tennis match. Flashback to this mm-hmm. weekend. Mm-hmm. Serena Williams shows up to the French Open um, in a Nike designed. Mm-hmm. Um, it is they're calling it. It's a Nike crop top skirt and cape style jacket it's so cute um so she did not wear the cat suit that made y'all angry but she also wore this outfit that says in french mother champion queen and goddess in all of the words that are printed on the outfit i was really thinking what these words Uh they're in french so it's a direct message to the french people and the french president of the inspiring i feel inspired i feel like she dragged them because last year they they were drag they were trying to drag her for her outfit and now she's come back in something that is more palatable for their audience but mm-hmm. telling them exactly who the fuck she is she is mother she is champion she is queen she is goddess yeah. and y'all can read it in French. Um, <laughs> so I, I mean they they completely disregarded why she was wearing the cat suit when she wore the cat suit. Last year, um, she Blue had clots. she had postpartum complications because of her brand new baby. Um, she had a pulmonary embolism, so her doctors were telling her, "Yeah, you need to wear something like this so you can be alive while you're doing this high intensity ten- tennis match." And 
she explained to them that's that's why she was wearing this cat suit. Mm. And the and white man was like, "What? What? What? We don't care. We don't care. You look too curvy in this. <laughs> it's making our white girls look bad." Mm. Um. So. Shout out to her because she dragged the whole French Open with that. Um, I live and I stand as we all should. Um, I'm, I'm not a woman. When you're I am a queen though, but yeah, exactly. <laughs> no comment. Um, her haters literally told her last year that she was not good enough. I don't like your outfit, girl. Don't come back in this. And she came back in something else that told them exactly who she was to give them more fuel to hate her again. Give these motherfucking haters more reason to keep your name in their mouth in rooms that you haven't entered yet. I'm absolutely here for it. Um, something that we prefaced a little bit earlier. She's got to have it is back, 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 back again. Was it good? It is so good. Um, I haven't finished it yet. Okay. Because I'm pacing myself. Because um, Pose is not come is not coming back until June 11th, and so I want something to keep me entertained until June 11th. And she's got to have it is going to be it. Because okay. I don't see nothing else that's going to keep me They turned up the six There's a rumor that they turned up the six Yes, so the first episode um, Spoiler alert, the girls love I'm not going to spoil it I'm not going to spoil it at all get comments. Y'all keep spoiling Game of Thrones Well I say spoiler alert every time I spoil Game of Thrones And then this episode is recorded on Tuesday And comes out on Wednesday Game of Thrones came out Ma'am, on Sunday you had 72, 72. Anyway, um, she's got to have it is so fucking good. If you have not seen the first season already, definitely check out the first season. Second season is off to a winning start already. Um, yes, the sex is dialed up, but it's tastefully dialed up. I saw a man's ass. That was very insecure HBO realness. Yes, there's um, man ass. And there's a couple tits. tits. I saw a tit too in there's, the same scene. There's tits in this. But what I will say is the first episode, in the first five minutes, and this is not a spoiler, in the first five minutes of this episode made me reassess my sexuality again. That's good. And uh, I, I was able to see through the eyes of um, the toxic... Hetero masculine man um, That's like Oh I want to be in a threesome with two girls I've never understood that Bye. I've never understood that But in the first five minutes of this show I was like hmm I would like to see it I'm kind of interested Alright no spoilers for she's gotta have it I, that, That's not a spoiler okay. that's, but, but, but you're the enjoying, episode, but you're the, enjoying episode the season And you're recommending people watch Absolutely. it Absolutely um, And again like I said there's some still problematic stuff in in this season, just like it was last season. But I think it provokes conversation. It's stuff that we should talk about. Um, Spike Lee gets a lot of things right. Sometimes he gets a little fuzzy Crazy. with things. Crazy. Um, but it sparks a conversation. If you know anything about Spike Lee's other projects, you That's know the that of the work. he puts his finger on the pulse of things and lets the community discuss amongst themselves. What did we really think about um, Ricky dying? Interpreting art. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's the same here. And I, I think it's really great. I'm, I'm excited to see Nola Darling as a great, uh, powerful black woman character. I believe she identifies as pansexual. We'll see. Um, but it's really great. Check it out. Uh, we're not going to talk spoilers for at least probably like two more weeks to give y'all a chance to watch all of it. <clears throat> Nevada, Nevada. 
Um, the rest of these hot topics is we're gonna jump from different states to different countries. We're about to globe trot through these goddamn hot topics. Well, Drakkar's topics. Um, Nevada, Nevada, Nevada is on the board now. We have talked about um, the gay defense bill, um, well, gay defense act, a couple times um, in different uh, episodes on this podcast over the last few months. So the gay and trans panic defense uh, law is a law that allows people to say i felt like my life was in danger because a gay or trans person flirted with me or had a perceived sexual advance towards me and so i hit that bitch or i shot them or i got a gang to beat them up because i was so afraid for my life because they hit on me so again we've talked about that one in previous episodes nevada has officially banned the law um every victim of violent crime and their families deserve equal justice regardless of their sexual orientation or gender identity says the state attorney general Mm. nevada has become the fourth u.s state to ban the so-called gay and transgender panic defense following the lead of california Illinois and Rhode Island. So there are only four states in this union of 50 where that law is not on the books. It is banned. The rest of these states need to get their shit together. If you are so fucking afraid of a gay or a trans person hitting on you, you have to work that shit out with you. The problem is you. It's not them. Um, I'm here for it. Yeah, I'm absolutely here for it. I'm shocked that it's Nevada. Um, I could think of a couple other more. When you start telling the story, I thought it was going to go the other way. Then I was creating responses, but then it went the right way. I was like, well, I guess I can't say all this stuff I was finna say. Shit. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I'm surprised it was Nevada. Like, I think in so many other other um, progressive states that I would have thought would have come to this conclusion earlier yeah. than a state like Nevada, no shade. Uh, but ne- they want them gay dollars, child. Yeah, but Nevada is here, and I'm absolutely here for it. Um, this law has no place in this country. Um, a couple episodes ago, we also talked about it being exported to Jamaica. It has no place in this country. It has no place in that any one. other countries. Mm-hmm. Um, it needs to be thrown out every which way. It needs to be challenged legally in every situation. Um, next, Brazil. Get your passports and visas ready. Something happened in Brazil. Are we going to talk about that on the podcast? Yes, that's why. (laughs) (laughs) Ta-da! Brazil has long been a country that I have wanted to visit. It's been like in my top three of like all countries. You got to keep a shank or something. I heard it gets depending on where you go, it gets. Girl, that's Mississippi as well. I keep trying to tell y'all. You got to know this a voice. What no, girl? Because I'm tired of (laughs) y'all. I'm really tired. Oh, well, you got to be careful. You got to be careful everywhere. You got to be careful in D.C. You got to be careful everywhere. (laughs) Especially in D.C., these girls. Okay, y'all remember they leaving you sis video. So, (laughs) you got somebody tweeted today that it's the two-year anniversary of that video. (laughs) Yes. So, hopefully, she's got better friends by now. Anyway, Brazil (laughs) is moving up in the world. Um, It's already top two and probably not even number two on my travel list before 2019 ends i really need to get to brazil and this is only one more reason why um there's a majority in brazil's top court which is basically their supreme court that has made homophobia and transphobia crimes illegal come on this is the only country whose supreme court has upheld this decision 
that homophobia and transphobia is illegal, just like racism, um, just like segregationism, segregation, segregationism. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I made that word up, y'all. Uh, but anyway, six out of 11 judges voted to consider discrimination against gays and transgender people equivalent to racism. And that is on BBC News, um, where where they reported it. The decision will give the community, which suffers con- constant attacks, real protection, activists say. At least 141 LGBT people have been killed in Brazil this year, according to um, the rights group Grupo Gay da Bahia. Um, the Catholic Church and the evangelical movement are frequently critical of gay rights and far-right President Jair Bolsonaro. That's Portuguese, girl. That's not my language. Um, but it's a great move for Brazil. Um, Brazil has a huge gay population in different parts of the country in, in, in its major cities. Great gay bars, great gay clubs that I've seen. And some of my more traveled friends that go there often have only given me great raves and reviews about going to Brazil. And this is only just helps further my want, passion, and need to go to Brazil. Um, the fact that Brazil is ahead of the United States on this again, we need to get some clues. <sighs> We're trying to get the Equality Act. It would be the first civil rights bill for LGBT Americans to actually be passed if the Senate can agree to it. Congress got it together. We just wait on the Equality Act to make its way through the Senate, but it's Republican led, and that man with the weird glasses and two necks said that Trump would. Say no to it. So, wow. Two necks. What's his name? Mitch McConnell. Sure. Yes, he also does have two necks. Um. So I don't know why you were arguing with me. Because his name ain't two chains. Like his name ain't two necks. <laughs> like two chains. Two necks, Mitch. <laughs> okay. Two necks. Um. Again, we're globetrotting back to the United States. Okay. Um, wow. Wow. We coming back home. Yeah. Get, get your passports. Refresh your travel bag. Okay. <laughs> because this, we're we're going coast to coast, worldwide. On and we're doing carry on only because we don't want Southwest to lose our bag. Yeah. What's your preferred airline? Delta. Oh. Shout yeah. Out to you. But uh, my home city, original home city. I have many home cities. This is my very first home city of Detroit, Michigan. Has got to do fucking better. It's so cold. And those of July, it's not cold down there no more. What um, month is this? Woo. Wow. I got the month of May. Come on out. <laughs> wow, you definitely do, apparently. <laughs> um, this past weekend, um, I know when it gets hot, people get more active. Things start happening. People be more out in the streets and all of that. Be more active at work. That's... I wanted to say that some period, but uh, I didn't want to say that. <laughs> um, there were three men murdered in a shooting on Detroit's east side this weekend. Three black gay men. Um, the names still have not been released yet, but... We know they're gay. Well, the, the person that was reporting... Reporting on the story that was on the news, uh-huh. knew the people that were killed, knew the knew the three boys. Um, I'm not going to say uh, his name, but he reported on Facebook as he knew the three guys as friends. Uh-huh. <clears throat> but they 
All three were shot in a house in East Detroit, east the east side of Detroit. What? Um, and uh, two of them were pronounced dead at the scene. Uh, one was in critical condition and later pronounced dead at the hospital. Um, allegedly, there were arguments about um, these friends having sex with um, someone else's boyfriend. <sighs> Gunshots rang out. Three black gay boys, I say boys, but I mean men, mm-hmm. are now dead over possibly having sex with somebody's boyfriend. We have to do better. Detroit, y'all definitely have to do better. This is a abhorrent story. Um, the stories that come out of Detroit just make me sad almost every time I see a goddamn Detroit story. Um, but if... I call you my friend and I sleep with your boyfriend. The the ramifications of that is girl, you just not my friend no more. That's it. It's not let me go get the gap. Let me go get the strap. <laughs> it's not let me shoot that bitch because I gotta show her something. I gotta approve a point. Are you still gonna be with that nigga? Cause he cause that's 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 it. It takes two to tango, me um. Apparently four, because that's what I'm talking about. So the rumor was that all three of these boys have slept with this one, <gasps> one boyfriend. Wow, he gets around. That's the point. Oh my god. So imagine. So, um, I'm the boyfriend. Let's say I'm the boyfriend. Um, Ronald Matters is the friend, and then we got three friends, three other friends. All three other of our other friends have had sex with me. That okay? is crazy. Ronald Matters is mad at those three friends for having sex with me. Um, and then he shoots them. Oh, that is crazy. Why? 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 We have so many other problems. And I know y'all got so much other better shit to do in Detroit than shoot somebody because they might have had sex with your boyfriend. That is crazy. I don't even got money for the lawyer. So that means I got to take a prosecutor. And you know them prosecutors don't be having time because they overloaded with cases. And so, like, girl, who going to help me? Nobody. What's my defense? Ain't no defense because they're dead. Ain't no defense to that. I done killed three people and I don't even have money for a lawyer. So I just I just don't see me taking a, a state prosecutor after I done killed three people. I need a lawyer dedicated to me. <laughs> yes. Say Annalise Keating. <laughs> She's I can't good. afford Annalise Kitty. She got a she got a primetime talk show. I can't no. I can't afford her. Don't um, be out here acting up. Yes. And so I say that about Detroit because that happened this weekend, but I know things like that happen throughout the country in different cities. Um kids, this people, y'all just y'all stop with this nonsense. This there is no place in our society for it. Um if it means that much, break up with those friends. If it means that much, break up with that boyfriend. Break up with the whole circle and go get a new circle somewhere. If it means that much. Taking somebody's life because they might have slept with your boyfriend is not enough. So, Detroit. Woo. It gets better. Ooh, hopefully. <laughs> um, IML. If you do not know what IML is. Okay, it we're is getting the, back on the air. We're back down we, to the yeah, airport. We get, What's we, the Detroit spe- airport? Uh, Wayne. <laughs> Okay. Um, yeah, we get we going down. Is to Wayne the, International? Oh, girl, I don't remember. It's okay. Wayne something. Um, <laughs> it's north of Detroit. I remember that. Remember and where that? are we flying to now? We get on Spirit, and we going to Chicago. It's not a pay week. 
Oh, yeah. that's a quick flight though. You can probably do that. Yeah. Okay. You, some some of the girls drive. So I want to say some of the girls hop in the ride. Um, international <laughs> Mr. Leather uh-huh. happened this weekend. IML. Um, it is a um conference. Apparently, it's all inclusive. Yes. Um, an exhibit. We'll put it that way as well. Of men that are into the leather scene Wolves, and foxes, all of the above, pup play, <laughs> Ciao. go back, go look at our words of the day for the last fifteen episodes. They're there, all of them are. They probably were in a skit too. Okay, a niche, a niche of skit yeah. girls. So that happened this past weekend. Um, at every IML conference, uh, they crown a Mister. Leather, mm-hmm. um, which is basically, you know, like um, Miss America, yeah, being around um, Miss the world, USA, and I, yeah, yeah, someone that is going to uphold the mantle of international Mister Leather. And over the past few years, they've had um, quite a few members of color, um, including a friend of mine, a, a patriot and veteran of uh, the gay community and the military community, Mister Paul Berry. Uh, congratulations for everything that you've done for our community and for representing the leather community as an international Mr. Leather previously. This year they crowned a new um, international Mr. Leather and this is the very first time that they have crowned a trans person of color. Um, We have all been excited to see it because uh, trans men are like it's, if you look at the numbers of the LGBT community, they are one of the smallest represented numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, there's way more gays, then there's lesbians, and then there's bisexuals, and then there's trans women, and then there's trans men. And so trans men fall in smaller numbers currently. And um, International Mr. Leather found it fitting to crown this trans person um because of his work in the community because of his work in the leather community specifically and they just they thought it was time um there has been years and years of white mr leather winners and only recently um a couple men of color winners um and now we have a trans man of color winner and the the controversy has come up because one of the board members of IML spoke up and said i quote i am happy for the winner but it is international mr leather mr is in all caps Uh he identifies as a man but not born a man i feel that the decision is politically motivated now this is just my opinion End quote. Here they go. It's just my opinion. Oh my God. His name is Craig Mr. Code. He is Mm -hmm. on the board um, and he needs to be off the board. If you harbor these transphobic, xenophobic rhetoric in your head, then you do not need to be on anyone's board of trustees. Um, board of leadership Mm-mm. go sit at your house with them opinions um, the the community the leather community and the larger community is trying to move forward in inclusion and 
uh, progression. And if your old white ass cannot get on get the boat, on the board to represent that. If you can't get on the board of moving forward, then you stay your ass back at home. And I literally mean that. And I say that as a board member of uh, another movement where we have to. Walk the same lines Be inclusive all of the time Inclusion all the time Everyone's even, experience And even when we try our best Sometimes our best is not good enough But um, It is still incumbent upon Those board members and those people of um, Positions of trust To not come out Against someone because they don't feel like This is what Mr. Leather should be represented by Mr. Leather shouldn't be represented by a trans man of color why not? Y'all don't have 40, 50 other white men represent Mr. Leather? Why can't a trans man represent Mr. Leather? That was because it's a person of color. Oh, because it's a person of color. Well, they didn't, he, in his quote, he didn't say the, the color part, but I, that was the undertone. Well, that was, I mean, girl, girl. The undertone was <laughs> the undertone was very white, cishet male of, well, it's called Mr. And, you know, he wasn't born a man. He was born a woman. Why does, oh, I'm on his profile. Why does every contest have to be inclusive? It's not being inclusive. It's being what the contest is. He identifies as male. <laughs> he is a man. <laughs> what are you talking about? Are you not also a man? He on here telling me some, you guys are bullying me. And I have read your opinions. But I just think my questions are valid. And I just would really like to let you guys know that I'm happy for Jack, but I still have valid questions, and I would appreciate if all the bullying would stop. No, you are not a white woman. <laughs> so what are you, are you gonna change your gender now? Because <laughs> you you acting like a bitch. Wow. Um, I am a white woman in America, and my opinions are valid, and you guys are bullying me. This is the only type of bullying that <laughs> I'm with. All I'm for it. Can this bullying stop? No. <laughs> if you are going to get on here and start the bullshit, because it wasn't no bullshit. We you were, started as, it. As a community, we were all excited to see Jack um, crowned as uh, International Mr. Leather because we ain't never had no trans man win no shit like this. Um, do you know how many other barriers, um, glass ceilings that trans men have to climb Child. and get through because ain't no trans men representing? It's Lath Ashley out here. That's it. Think about another trans man. Find one. What's another trans man celebrity? It's Lath Ashley. Well, we got Shane Ortega, who we love and support. Okay. But, I mean, I'm really thinking. I think that's about it. Uh, okay, great. All right. right. So, that's what, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So, uh, there, there should be room for everyone. There should be room for trans women. There should be room for trans men. There should be room for gay black men. There should be room for some more white gay men in some places. Um... There should be room for everyone. And so when our own community is against members of our own community, that is the problem. Um, I think we talked about uh, Joseph Reeves' comments at the, uh, was it the, it was the uh, State of the Black, uh, State of the Gay Union. Uh-huh. Where Joseph Reeves said, um, the problem is not crabs in a barrel. The problem uh-huh. is the barrel. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. people like Craig are the barrel. Anytime that you are willing to subjugate someone else because they don't look like you, um, they don't identify the way you identify people should be born with their with this gender or they should have stayed that gender, 
Stay your ass in 1955. Cause we don't need you in 2019 at the fuck all. Um, I applaud the rest of the board of IML. I hope that they yeah, do dragging. the right. Dra- I hope I hope that they dragging. do the right thing and they put his ass off the goddamn board. Because there's no room for that. There's no room for that in 2019. Maybe in 1999 you would have had a place where you could say these things and um, maybe some people would support you and then they would quiet the rest of the conversation down. Mm-hmm. Maybe. But in 2019, there is no room for you. If you want to have those opinions and those ideas, you stay the fuck at home and get the fuck off Twitter because we're going to drag you there too. I just hate that he messed up his mentions during the holiday. Without, I like It's the holiday. I don't want my mentions to be in ruin like this. I want to go to the barbecue and chill. I'm mean, like, I can't imagine his mentions. I can't. Why would you do that to yourself? <laughs> go on break. No, don't go on break. Go on retirement. Or, or that, you know. Go on retirement because, yeah, it's time to clock out because you can't clock back in after this. You can't be like, well, I made a mistake. I really, all trans lives matter. I don't believe you. Now. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's what they do. They'll, they will let the story Just die like down. It. I'm being bullied. Um, I respect Jack as the um winner, but I still have questions and they're valid. <laughs> no, they're not. I have questions about this beard that you supposedly are wearing, but I didn't um, ask that I didn't ask about that. Well, I identify as uh I'm talking about uh <laughs> Craig. I'm not talking about your beard. Oh, I was like, uh <laughs> You felt red, okay. Wow, well, I was like, uh, no comment. Oh. Next question. <laughs> The girls have been asking me to have a beard, so I got one. It's a struggle because, look, my estrogen level is different, okay? I believe that. <laughs> I believe that. Um, my last Dracarys topic um, is fire because there's not enough voices in places like Kenya. I agree. And uh, one of the most prominent and biggest voices has died, unfortunately, at the age of 48. So... I'm going to mispronounce this name because uh, I'm not smart in saying these types of names. Um, But I'm going to spell it so you can look it up if you um, don't get my pronunciation. Uh, This young man's name is Binyavanka Wanyana. It is spelled B-I-N-Y-A-V-A-N-G-A. Last name W. A I N A I N A. Uh-huh. Ben, as I will lovingly um, call him for this segment because I, I don't want to continuously fuck up his name. Um, ben was a Kenyan writer and gay activist in Kenya. Um, he was inter- internationally renowned um, for his writings about um, the criminal culture against homosexuality in Kenya. Um, He was revered for being an activist for gay rights in all of Africa, and he developed his own publishing house uh, for his writings and for the writings of other um, LGBT people in Kenya. Uh, He's a celebrated author who uh, came to prominence for winning the Cannes Prize for African Writing in 2002, continued to slay the girls throughout. he died just before Kenya's high court was scheduled to deliver a long-awaited ruling on whether to abolish colonial era anti-law, anti-gay laws. And so, uh, as we know now, that court did not uphold that decision. 
Um, but his fight continues. Um, I know that we have. Thank you for being a voice, because like even in America, I'm like, would I still want to be a as vocal with my voice? But I'm just like, mm, girl, child, I probably would just be in danger all the time. So I definitely, um, as a person who would allow mouth in YouTube videos and a podcast, I like. But we need those. We need these voices. Yes. So fuck hashtag repeal one six two, um, and just all the gay openly gay people are down to the. Is it called a consulate, an embassy? Um, they're down to the to the embassies and begging people for asylum. Well, that's yeah, that's the embassies. And so they're just and the embassies are just like, okay, can y'all get off our sidewalk? Stand on the no, stand on the, stand on the sidewalk, ma'am. You know that like none of the embassies in any of the countries are trying to take these openly gay people in. But after repeal one six two didn't pass, what else is the gay community supposed to do? So more voices and more people are coming forward because this shit is fucking crazy out here. Yeah, I mean, like, imagine what it is to be a Kenyan LGBT person right now. Um, one of the only activists in the country has just died, and then the Supreme Court does not uphold um, decisions to not criminalize homosexuality. Be better in your, about in, it. in your country. Be best. Where's um? Where's Melania? <laughs> But, Where's Cast X? But shout out to Rafiki, um, which is about two Kenyan women. It, the, Lesbians. Uh huh. It says good Kenyan women. Bec- it says good Kenyan girls become good Kenyan wives. But Kina and Zeke long for something more. And so that's playing at the DC um, in a few the, weeks. Yeah, the girls' real affirmations, which is the the monthly LGBTQ film series here in DC, and they're going to be showing. The film, and it's also now um, up for Oscars nominations. So hopefully, if you're in DC, um, search R E E L Affirmations and come see the film here at it's the 27th, one of the, the or- Bougie Theaters, June 27th at 9 p.m. It's one of the landmark theaters, so those are real bougie. Absolutely, a drink there is like twenty dollars. So drink before you go ahead. But um, <laughs> I, I definitely want to make sure that we we still give we Ben his flowers. Yes. Um, ben suffered a stroke in two thousand fifteen. He was also living with HIV and out about it. Um, his brother um, made the the press release and said, "We lost Ken last night." We are grieving the loss, but Ken was an incredible person with an incredible wit. The wound is still fresh, but we have received an outpouring of messages from the people across the world. We are greatly comforted by them. Um, so we speak your name, Ben, and Imagine hope to that become a public relations girl because your brother was an advocate. Like, right now, I got to go ahead and write a press release. <laughs> I don't even know how to write <laughs> that good. Yes. Be prepared, y'all. The be prepared. The people around you have to be prepared to support you as well. Wow. Yeah. Um, so hopefully in his absence, there is uh, a rise of another a activist, another author in Kenya. Um, I hope that we have at least one Kenya listener because I know we have a couple of other African listeners in different parts of Africa. Um, share this message and share this word with any of your Kenyan brothers that we support you. Um, this is a dark time, but you will get through the hurricane. You will get through the storm, and you will be better because of it. Um, last but not least, again. <sighs> Do y'all go together? 
Who? Because you're always talking about him. We might as well go together because <laughs> I, I would go I would go with him so I could. His, his name is always on the table. It is. He ain't never at the table because he's scary. I wish he, I would, I would invite him to this table. I would invite him to this table. So you remember that one episode of the read where um, Stevie J was the guest co-host. <laughs> so the episode of Here for a Podcast would be very similar to that episode if we invited this individual to our our table, Mr. Mm. Ed Buck. Mr. Ed Buck, I would cordially invite you to be our guest of honor to Here for a Podcast. Uh, how many people does it count to be a serial killer? Two. <laughs> <laughs> okay, more than one. Okay, more than one. You did it. You 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 do this often. I don't know. I don't do it. I used to have a calculator. <laughs> I believe that. Um, it's difficult numbers to calculate. But Simon says, still arrest Ed Buck. He is still out here on city streets, and every day, every week, I am going to call for his arrest because when Malcolm X was out here on the streets. When Martin Luther King was out here on the streets, there were multiple calls for them to be arrested for standing up for people mm-hmm. and standing up for rights. And if those calls can be held and those people can be assassinated, we surely can keep on calling for the arrest and charging of Ed Buck. Get the fuck out of here, girl. Yeah. How about you get the fuck out? Mm. Social studies. This week in social studies, I want to um, talk about the attachment personality types and how they show up in your relationships, whether it be with your children, down to the job, with your favorite bush queen, or child with trade. Per Dr. Lisa Firestone in Psychology Today, and it was published some other places because Dr. Lisa Firestone is smart. There are four types. The first one is the fearful avoidant attachment where people like to keep their feelings at bay, but child, somehow they are unable to. They just can't avoid their anxiety or run away from their feelings. Instead, they are overwhelmed by their reactions and often experience emotional storms. They tend to be mixed up and and unpredictable in their moods. The person they want to go to for safety is the same person that they are frightened to be close to. That's scary. As a result, they have no organized strategy for getting their needs met by others. Mm. And I was like, I need to include an example for the girls. But the only thing I could think of was Lynn Whitfield and um, It's a Thin Line Between Love and Hate. Oh, yeah. Because Martin went through a lot. Martin was like, this is a beautiful older woman. I would like to get to know her. And then she was like, oh, uh, Martin character, whatever your name is, I love you. But then she was like, oh. Well, she also wasn't a villain. I need to stalk you. To be honest, Martin did She stalked him. She beat herself up. And I just, I can't. Martin was also problematic in that movie. Like, he he was using her. He wasn't communicating effectively. He was not telling her, listen, I just want the old pussy for tonight. And would like to swipe your card because and yes, very so, big in the stallion. If I'm with your daddy, then we going to the mall. <laughs> you know, you know it's expensive to date me. You know it's expensive to date me. Um, but he wasn't communicating any of those things, and those set off the chain reactions that she had. So she wasn't like the full villain. If you go relook at the movie again, like I, I see it like almost every year because I still love it. I remember when I went to go see it at the drive-in. Anyway. She's made to look like this angry black woman villain, but when you look at his actions, 
his actions set up the domino effect of her saying, oh, really, nigga? You think you're going to fuck me like that? (laughs) Well, I meant fuck figuratively, not literally. Because, I mean, I'm sure that that part played a factor. But he was playing these mind games with her. Like, he was living at home with his mama, but still trying to get things from her, not communicating to her that... He only wanted sex, saying she was the love of his life, trying to be his her his boyfriend. Cause they was doing something down to the club. Was he hosting the strippers or was he just the DJ? Down to the it was like the chocolate city night with the strippers. And yes. she pulled up in the limousine. Mm-hmm. I feel like he was just DJing or he had something. a job, but he wasn't on yeah. the stage. Yes. Main point: she wasn't the villain. <laughs> well, I was like, here we go, Wolf. Toxic masculinity. Synonyms. <laughs> Anyway, the second one, we got four. It says the anxious, preoccupied attachment. These people tend to be desperate to form a fantasy bond. Instead of feeling a real love or trust towards their partner, they often feel an emotional hunger. You constantly live in the emotional cravings of what could he be doing? What should she be doing? They may also interpret independent actions by their partner as affirmation of their fears. For example, if their partner starts socializing more with their friends, a person with an anxious, preoccupied attachment might think, see, he don't really love me. This means he gonna leave me. I was right to not trust him. And I feel like a lot of gay people have experienced that in relationships before. Mm-hmm. And that's our own fear of being vulnerable. I feel like I identify with that one a little bit. I wasn't gonna point at you, but I was pointing at you in my head. I identify with that one a little bit because I always feel like I know I am giving, but then I'm also judging what you're giving or what you're not giving. And me constantly constantly being stuck in what you're not giving instead of what you are doing. Yes, you want to go to the club with your friends? You're going to get drunk. When you come home... You're giving this pussy to Megan. <laughs> so what is he doing? Am I... Because somehow, if he's my man that I'm dating, I like something about him long enough to keep him around beyond the sex. So I know that as a full human being, he's going to be having to work late sometimes. And I have to let my emotional hunger or him not texting me back or being able to whatever. I have to calm all that down. But shout out to me for realizing that that I have the anxious, preoccupied attachment. Write that in your own notes. But I also feel, as a protective mechanism, I have this third one. The dismissive avoidant attachment, dismissive and avoidant, have the tendency to emotionally distance themselves from their partner. In heated or emotional situations, they are able to turn off their feelings and not react. For example, if their partner is distressed and threatened to leave them, they would respond by saying, I okay. don't care. Okay. That's me. <laughs> and then I put in my notes, Superman, what do you know about this one? Me. <laughs> I wrote it. I'm the one in the picture next to the description. That's me. But what makes oh, you going to leave me, nigga? Okay. Have fun. But what makes you like that? Where, how do you get to... Because I'm sure before you say, I don't care, something gets you to a point to where you... Before you say the I don't... Or do you just start with the I don't care? I don't know. I'm asking. Um, typically there is a point in the relationship, in the six relationships that I've had before today, um, there's a point where I've already decided I don't care. 
I may not have told them I don't care, but I have already in my mind said, okay, this relationship got like two more weeks because I don't care. Let that nigga come to me with some bullshit. Let me figure out some bullshit because I don't care. And uh, when those things come to fruition, I'm going to have my I don't care moment. Oh, you already have it premeditated. Oh, yes, yes, it rehearsed. So if you feel like this relationship only has two more weeks, but then on day nine, are you committed to the six more days or? No. Oh no. Girl, that six days I could be out here um, finding new pussy. <laughs> no, Mm-mm. not at all. Not at all. When I have gotten to the I don't care moment, I'm gonna need you to immediately fix that in the most grand way possible. Or to get on the same note with me, get on my key, get on my level. We're not boyfriends anymore. <laughs> and the last one is last because, here we go. The secure attachment. These people support when their partner feels distressed. They also go to their partner for comfort when they themselves feel troubled. Their relationship tends to be honest open and equal with both people feeling independent yet loving towards each other what's wrong with that but, you you look like even linda evangelista you're a model oh you can come out with the something i'm like oh v- valentina you're smiling this is very you know the the v- valentina edit on drag race she was so perfect oh yeah she i forgot, I forgot we didn't even cover drag race <laughs> I, I skipped that one um I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't see the, the, the wrong in that. Because you should be affirming. You should be positive, And you should say. But that's why I say that one for last. Because it's perfect. Oh, okay. But who's perfect? Nobody is but perfect. I do feel I have something similar to this in my work relationship with my supervisor. My supervisor. We were in a meeting about. And we were talking about the um, Gallup poll questions that um, we give to the employees. About do they have a best friend at work? I think that's question number six on the Gallup poll. And so they were saying like a lot of employees at where I work were saying like they don't have a best friend. And I was like, well, I don't have a best friend at work either. And my supervisor who's sitting next to me, she hits me with her shoulders like, really? Really? And I was like, well, we're not best friends. And then another manager was like, well... You have to break it down for the employees on, like, do I have someone I can confide in about another coworker, Or if uh, uh, someone in leadership is so-and-so, so-and-so, can I go, you know, like, cry to them? Or I am comfortable listening to them coming to me about it. Because my supervisor, when she come in there and close that door, I used to be afraid that she would be coming in there to have a serious conversation with me. But when she come in there and she closed that door, she wants to gossip. And I just have to, um, excuse me, sir, I'm going to call you right back. Um, the director just walked into my office. That usually helps, but the director is my homegirl, so I know she about to bitch to me about something. So I do feel the secure attachment at work. Have you ever felt that with a parent or? With a parent? You know, like <laughs> other other relationships outside of sexual relationships. Um. So from an HR perspective, I will say, do not trust these hoes. Oh, any and all, because <laughs> come on, HR. those are the first persons to come to HR to say, "Listen, huh. I'm friends with this person, but as the director of this and that, I have oh. to say, she did this, and you know, I, you know, I think she's so nice. That's what they. That's always what they yeah. preface. Yeah, how nice you are. You're a nice person, You're, but she's so nice and she's so gentle. When it comes down really to the work. Like her, but she did this. But when Do it, not 
trust these hoes at work. If it's a difference between trusting these hoes at work and your paycheck, trust your paycheck. So should I be like you, dismissive and avoid it? Yes. <laughs> or should I be more fearful and avoidant? No, people smell smell fear. In a professional uh-huh. environment, you never want to be fearful. You always want to be a wolf. <laughs> um, what is her name? Dr. Lisa Firestone was saying that parents should definitely do their best to um have the secure attachment with their children. So that way they can come talk to their child about like, hey, it was really disheartening because I was watching something this weekend and the the black mothers were talking about how they have to have the conversation about police with their seven and eight year old young sons. But white mothers don't, but because they want to have a secure attachment with their child, where they can, where the child understand their mother is telling them this for a reason, and the child understands. Mm-hmm. But that's social studies this week: the four um, personality types and how they show attachment personality types and how they show up in your relationships. All your relationships. All of them, child. RuPaul's best friend race happened. Oh, we going back to <laughs> you to put it back, 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 back again. Well, now we flying down to LA for the reunion. Uh, yes, the reunion had happened. Um, it wasn't that eventful, yeah, that, uh, and that's okay. That's why I passed it the first time, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, notably, I lived for uh, Vanjie's no. <laughs> I lived for Vanjie's new face because, like, they did the pan around the the couch of all the girls uh, coming back for the reunion. And I was like, oh, who's that snatched black queen? Because I didn't recognize her at all. I was like, She's painting lighter and lighter. She No, she's painting blacker and blacker. She looked like a black girl on this episode. Oh. You didn't I, think she looked black? I got the other direction, but okay. Oh, she looked black to me on the reunion. Um, and I didn't, they have a different opinions. You right. We need to change this. You right. I'm wrong. <laughs> we need to change the title to differing opinions. <laughs> Are you here for it or not? Um... <laughs> I didn't even recognize her, like I said. So I'm I'm excited about her new snatched black girl look. That's amazing. Um, I'm happy that they gave your girl Brooklyn a little bit of the villain ed- edit on this reunion of like some of the girls coming for her and be like, mm, I don't know if you're really that girl that you're saying you are. What Megan said, if I was the number one, they wouldn't be coming for my spot. So, I mean, is I she think even. And so after the reunion, I do think Evie's gonna win. I believe Evie's, Evie's I, gonna win. Because it's as very, well. it's she's getting the Sharon Needles edit. She's different. She's weird. She's odd. She's, but that's not an edit. That's been then, her since day one. Oh, the bitch pulled down no, with a goddamn. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Someone with that edit will win. I'm saying like those person, those character traits usually wins Drag Race. No, the character trait of being white and blonde usually wins Drag Race. Well, shout out to Monet Exchange. <laughs> she was in DC this weekend. Oh, uh, yeah, I saw her on a flyer somewhere. Yeah. And it said, the winner. <laughs> Petty. <laughs> Petty. Um, but tune in next week. We will be reviewing the last yeah. episode, and we will talk about who was crowned and who was not, more than likely. Well, I'm crowning right now to talk about sexual health. I believe that. <laughs> um, This week in sexual health, welcome to the Sexperts casting it's always casting. Why? Why y'all never have girls cast don't, decided? Cast need to be picked before I get on set. None of these girls have been qualified yet. The ghetto, except one. The ghetto, the ghetto. Hey, um. So I, this I'm, week, I'm speaking up at the wedding. That's fine. We're gonna you're gonna be in a muslim anyway. <laughs> <laughs> very very pup play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um. 
this week in sexual health, I'm going to talk about a SWOT analysis. Um, and so those of you that know what a SWOT analysis is, you probably are wondering why this is in sexual health. But I'm going to break it down. If you do not know what a SWOT analysis is, a SWOT analysis is S-W-O-T. It means strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Strengths meaning things that you feel will do well or you might do well at or someone that you might be having sex with may do well at. Weaknesses, things that you or someone that you are going to have sex with lacks or they're not good at. Opportunities, um, there are markets for specific areas of growth, meaning I'm not good at that. So it's an opportunity for me to get good at that or learn more about that before I get into future sexual dalliances. Threats. These are emerging competitors, things that might compete with you in sexual situations or you and your partner in the bedroom. So I'm going to give an example of uh, each one so you will be able to do your own sexual SWOT analysis uh-huh. if you are single or if you are in a relationship. So strengths. Figure out what your strengths are sexually. I'm really good at topping. I'm semi-good at bottoming, but i I know when I'm on top and I'm doing it from the this back, my move. doggy style. This my move. I win every time. What is it? The two hand gluck gluck combo. Whatever. If that's your strength, if your if your strength <laughs> is the two hand, have. two hand with a little bit of slob and a little bit of lip, and mm-hmm. gluck gluck gluck. Five minutes later, he nothing all over your face. That's your strength. That's your strength. Identify <laughs> your strength. Um, if your strength is a doggy, when he see it clapping back on his waistline, his pelvic bone and hip, yeah, and oh, it's and, fat. I know it's gonna. And then you just move, mm, daddy, and he like comes every twice. time. Yeah, that's your strength. Mm-hmm. Identify strength. your identify <laughs> your strength. strengths because if you don't know your strengths, you are not strong in the bed. And that's single. And or you're relationship. too old for that. Oh. We see now uh, oh. analytics of the listeners. The age range is like tw- minimum of twenty one. <laughs> what are you doing? Identify your <laughs> weaknesses. Weaknesses, like I said, are things that you might lack, things that you may not be good at, quite, or things that you just don't care about. I'm a strict about them, and I keep running into verse men. Weaknesses. The personal <laughs> testimony. <laughs> that's not a weakness. That's a testimony. No, that's a weakness. That's a testimony because it's it's a barrier to you being successfully and sexually with sexually, other mm-hmm, people that mm-hmm. might want you to be versatile, might want you to do other things that you're not interested Does in. Does this encourage beard growth? I'm trying to. It itches. Eating pussy encourages beard growth. That's one of my weaknesses. <laughs> See, I you have to identify these weaknesses mm-hmm. and decide. If I'm going to overcome I'm to them, my beard grow. Eat some pussy. Yeah, I want a beard. I'm trying to be a bottom with a beard. I'm still gonna be a streak bottom. I'm just gonna have a beard. So you can be a, a booty eating bottom. That could be a strength. Okay, I need. More That's an opportunity. Oh, we get into opportunities oh, next. That's an opportunity. Okay. So, okay, let me finish weaknesses first. So oh. identify those weaknesses so that you can figure out one if you want to overcome them or if you just want to say, "Girl, I'm not good at that," and I'm just never gonna be good at that. I'm not gonna do that. That's my boundary. Um, no, you cannot piss in my mouth. I'm not that kind of freak. I'm this kind of freak, but I'm not that kind of freak. Identify those weaknesses so that you can effectively communicate those weaknesses to your sexual partners in the future. So if they are never going to be comfortable with those weaknesses in you, they can move on and you can move on as well. Okay, I can get back online tonight. Yeah. Opportunities. So opportunities meaning something that I'm you actually, are not. I was going to let you finish, but I'm actually not afraid to be a, a what you say a booty a booty eating bottom. 
I'm not. I have the lips. I have the tongue for the job. Yeah. So that is an opportunity. Okay. So if you are a listener, so can you give me some tips on how to be a booty eating bot? I mean, like, what are the eating? Just do what I like, or do no. I have to see what my partner like? No. Yeah. Is it like sucking dick, always slob on it and make it. Well, that's that's a start. Things. That's a really good start. Okay. But one of the tips that I've given out previously, I feel like on this podcast, maybe on a YouTube video, was. Um, if you are eating booty for the first time, you don't know what you're doing back there. You're I just trying to do the best no that you clue. can. Um, spell out the ABCs on his asshole. Am I, how do with I your keep tongue. up? Because if he and if, if you get lost, start over. Because <laughs> he ain't gonna complain. He's not. He trust me. He's not gonna complain. Start spelling A with your tongue on his asshole. Uh-huh. Give him a little hot or okay. a cool little breath or oof, right on his hole, uh-huh. and then go to B and then go to C. Keep on going down, uh-huh. and then if you get to fucking M and you forgot where you at, start back over at B until uh, he ready to do something else. Okay, wrote, I wrote that down. So, uh, figure out what your opportunities are. Opportunities would be stuff that you may be weak in, stuff that you may have not considered doing before, or how to last or longer. be interested. A lot in. of y'all need that one. Opportunity, maybe, <laughs> or maybe you last too long. Oh, child, yeah, forty-five minutes. He was still back there. I was like, oh, I ain't never had this problem before. <laughs> um, he was like, I told you I was long-winded. I was like, your dick needs to be a little bit bigger. Megan is telling you me giving the truth out. <laughs> telling you. Megan got a lyric for everything. <laughs> uh, check out the, the fever <laughs> mixtape if you don't know what we're talking about. Um, so, again, you can identify your opportunities because there are things that you know you might be interested in, but you're not like, I'm not specialized in yeah. that. I'm not really comfortable with that. But I might be in a relationship. Like we talked about last week, we talked about people peeing on you. Ah. That might not be something that you're interested in this weekend with just this random nigga that came to visit your city, but somebody that you're dating, somebody that you love, somebody you might be really interested in. Uh-huh. You might be able to say, "Well, I mean, I Where guess I can." Tub? Yeah, I can let I can let him pee on me in the tub, and then I'll save him peeing in my face for the, the honeymoon. That's an opportunity. You have I an like opportunity. That idea. I might do that. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> you have an opportunity to do something that you're not strong or technically weak in, um, and make that a strength. Um, Practice made perfect. We learned that in elementary. Okay. Threats. Um, so emerging competitors is a threat. So another verse hits up my man on Jack. Yeah. Uh, it could be. It I could be do? his friends. It could be. People around him. It could be porn. It could be sexual toys. It can be all these other things that are sex outside of you. I saw a bottom riding. Well, first of all, she was on the Old Town Road on this dildo, <laughs> and I was like, "Why are you doing all this work? You need a man there to be appreciated. All this technique and this form that you are giving this dildo. Come on, good form." I was like, I was upset that my sister was just giving it away like this on. On the tweet vid. Maybe she lived in Jackson, Tennessee. Maybe she was trying to solicit new customers. It was an advertisement. Like, girl, child, I have to do it myself because these boys, child. But toys can be a threat. And so when you program yourself. On Noah's Ark. Yes. When, um, what was it? They had introduced the toy and then she was like, hey, bring home a new toy every week. And I just want sex the old way. Mm-hmm. What was the loud mouth girl name? I was going to say mean, but it wasn't mean. I can picture who it, it was. Is. Al- I know the trade was Alex, but yeah. I know the real the big light skin one was Alex. Uh-huh. Uh, no, no, no. Alex was the bottom's name. I thought it was Ricky. 
No, we messed up our noise art trivia. Damn it, Jim. We gonna get fired. <laughs> Don't subscribe. But yeah, but on Noah's art, um, yeah, um, first season. Oh, magazine girl, she was saying that um, Alex was into a new toy every week and bring stuff home, and she just wanted to get back to sex the old fashioned way. Yes, that was a threat to their relationship. Their their actual relationship <laughs> and their sexual relationship. So it's yeah. it's important to uh, to identify threats. So if they are other people because y'all are more fluid in y'all relationship and mm-hmm. you know y'all have these boundaries of yeah we can have threesomes or yeah we can invite we can have sex with other people every now and then or when we out of the country or when we out the city I know some couples do that identify those threats and make sure that those threats are within your SWOT analysis and saying okay it's a threat that if I let my nigga go out the country he gonna fuck like seven niggas because that's our agreement he can have sex with other people but in that threat i do not feel threatened too much that is going to affect our sexual relationship some niggas he fucked in puerto rico yeah i'm not threatened by that that's not that's not threatening to my sexual relationship or my actual relationship with him because yeah go fuck them hoes in puerto rico because you come in right back to me you're never gonna see them niggas again and they were just a piece of pussy to you fine you identify that as a threat and say that's either a real threat or that's not a threat at all a real threat is yeah, he went to Puerto Rico and fucked them seven niggas, and he think he gonna fuck seven niggas when he get back to D.C. That is a real <laughs> threat. You have to identify that and say, mm, no, you fucked them seven niggas in Puerto Rico. That was nice and fun. Now you're back to regular life. Calm your ass the fuck down. That is, that's, that's a threat. Popped, like Tammy Roman would say. <laughs> but that was Alex and Trey, because I was not yeah. Trey, so, Trey was the big yellow one, yeah. and Alex is the old magazine girl. Okay, so question... Was this an opportunity or a threat? So, um, Chance was the um, dark skinned professor guy with the cute, and mm-hmm. he was married, married to the um, to Eddie, bisexual man with so the daughter. Eddie was had this infatuation with trade all of a sudden, mm-hmm. and so he ended up running the Jeep. Spoiler alert: <laughs> it came out of two thousand six, but he ended up running the Jeep through the boy house. And then so then um, Chance felt like he had to go to trade school, and so he went and found a mentor down to the trade. That was the opportunity. It feels it, sounds, it was so here. Or was it a threat? It was. It was a weakness and an opportunity that became a threat. Oh wow! Look, it can it give combo. It's about to give combo. <laughs> I'm gonna try and break it down quick. It was a weakness because they weren't communicating to know that Chance's husband Eddie wanted, wasn't communicating. Neither of them. Oh. Eddie wasn't communicating to Chance that he wanted a more trade-like boy or in the bedroom. In the bedroom, he wanted a trade persona, quote unquote trade. Fantasy. He wanted more of a, a macho deal trade type person. So Eddie wasn't communicating that to Chance. Chance was not communicating back to Eddie once he found out because he found out that he do like trade, and he wasn't communicating back to him that oh I know that this is what you like. Let's try and work together on figuring out. Do you want me to wear jabos? You want me to wear a snap a snapback? He showed when he got all that stuff. He got a but he got all that stuff for another nigga. Remember, because he went to the school and then he started trying to date um, the person he found at the urinal. Yeah. So he he wasn't communicating with his partner. He was communicating with other niggas outside. And then it became a threat. And so that's what makes it a threat. So now this is a threat to our sexual relationship because now I don't want to fuck you because you fucking with the, the DL trade off the online and I'm fucking with the trade that I met at the bathroom and so now we're not fucking at all and now this is an opportunity for both of them niggas to break up our relationship. <laughs> 
Storyteller of the year. SWAT that, analysis. SWAT analysis. Look it wow. up. Strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Um, do your SWAT analysis while oh. you are entangled with these kids. Before you get entangled with these kids and while you're entangled with these kids, do not let it fuck up your sexual health, one. Your sexual relationships with people that you care about or your actual relationships with anyone that you love. Um, and that is this week's sexual health. These attachment personality types, these SWAT analysis. I feel like I learned so much with this little podcast, with this little radio show. Wow. <laughs> Songs for our souls. You want me to go first? Cool. I want to feel, oh, it's I wanna. It's a written by a black person. I wanna feel like this forever. I wanna dance with you for life. I wanna be like this together. Baby, I shine when oh, your body's one. on mine because your love is like glitter. The song for my soul is Glitter by Todrick Hall. Um, oh, I don't know this it one. It started out, it's real gay. It's real oh, gay. He God, was like, I never knew I could feel like this way again. It's it's beautifully written. That's why it's the song for my soul. Did it's he write beautifully- it? <laughs> <laughs> he know the song like he wrote it. <laughs> that don't. So, um, he was talking about how he thought he could never find love again, but whenever he's with this one person, shade. <laughs> um, Is it Taylor Swift? It's about Todrick Hall on his new album, well, House he's always, Party. He's always, he's always with Taylor Swift, so I thought it's maybe It's from his new album, House Party. He's going on tour this fall, so get your tickets, H-A-U-S Party. Um, but there's another song on there I like as well. Um, something about hips, heels, something. Nails, I liked hips, it. heels. I, I Nails, lived, hair, hips, heels. I loved how there was a direct threat to toxic masculinity with that video. Because, yeah, read those comments. But, um, why black men always got to be acting like girls? Why, ma'am, why are you on here instead of trying to do your continual education down to the community college? Since you want to write a thesis and an analysis about something... Get you a damn associate in something. Because you're getting on my nerves. And you, anyway. Trey need to learn a trade. <laughs> so myself is Todrick Hall glitter. It's beautifully written. It do have the Todrick Hall flair on it. But the way it's written is beautiful. Opulent. Um, I can't forgive her for the Taylor Swift stuff yet. <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> Song for my soul this week is um, well. First, it's still Stallion Summer. Come on out! And I really, really had it on my spirit to put another goddamn Megan Thee Stallion song this week. I'm gonna spare you this week, but I can't make I any promises. I'm gonna give y'all shake that again. Somebody had tweeted me and was like, "Uh, Ronda Matters, you was right. Shake that is the one." And I was like, "I should. I hope they Superman is included on this tweet." He was not. I hope he see it. He did not. I will retweet it this week. No, thank you. Shake that. Uh, Stallion Summer is still in effect, but this song um, spoke to my inner fat bitch, huh. and I know that it came out earlier this year. I heard it once, and I was like, oh, okay. Heard it twice, and I was like, mm, okay. Then heard it again um, over the past few days, and I was like, oh. Mm. She's that girl. She is. <laughs> she is. Slow songs, they for skinny hoes. Mm-hmm. Can't move all this here to one of those. I'm a thick bitch. I need tempo. Fuck it up to the tempo. Pity pat, pity pat, pity pat. Look at my ass. It's fitty, fitty fat. Kitty cat, kitty cat, kitty cat. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Bring me a glass. Boy, I like my water wet. Throw it back, throw it back. Catch that, catch that. I need a jack. Woo! For all of this ass, but it won't go flat. 
wait a minute, baby, baby, baby. Come eat it. Come eat some of this cakey cake. He looked like he could gain a little weight, a little weight. Lick the icing off, put the rest in your face. Slow songs, they for skinny hoes. Can't move all of this <laughs> to one of those. Oh. I'm a thick bitch, I need tempo. Fuck it up to the tempo, fuck it up to the tempo. That is from Miss Lizzo. Come on, on Featuring, tour. currently on tour. Uh, featuring Missy Elliott, tempo Doctor. dropped. Oh, oh, wow. Doctor. Yeah, okay. She, honorary doctor. Uh, <laughs> Missy Elliott. <laughs> dropped earlier this year, but like I said, I heard it a couple times and I was just wasn't feeling it, but then I had to hear it a third time to be like, oh, hmm. I'm that fat bitch sometimes. You got to do something to a tempo. Like, what do you mean? You going to put... You put Madonna on and thought you were going to have sex to Madonna? We're not having sex to Madonna. <laughs> That's not in my SWOT analysis. I was like, what? There exactly. Madonna's phone, did you can turn it None. N O N E. None. Who are you having sex with? You get to delete that number. <laughs> what? <sighs> I've lived a long life. Listener questions. Send us your questions to hereforitpod at gmail.com. Or to any inbox where you can find us on social media. Down to our um, Patreon content where we did a Dem Thrones, Game of Thrones review. Um, at the end, we discussed what other shows should we be watching because Game of Thrones is over. RuPaul's Drag Race is crowning a winner next week. What else should be in the timeline for us? And so Mo responded, the show Sharp Objects on HBO is amazing. Mm-hmm. Big Little Lies is good on HBO and season two comes out soon. So, um, Mo, here's a secret. I was trying to cancel the HBO. <laughs> Thank you. For, we appreciate your recommendations, but we were really like, okay, I can cancel the HBO and save their $14.99 a month. Especially since it's Kieran coming back till next year. Um, but I want to check these shows out and see if it's like on the, uh, on the leaks or the something. I can get a link. Um, I know that Sharp Objects was about some white girl. She was a journalist, and she was coming back to her small hometown to investigate a murder. And I said, okay, journalist fish coming back to investigate a murder. And then somehow she gets all up entangled in it. And I think her mama was telling her to leave it alone because, girl, since you done moved to the big city wherever you live now, shit different, and you don't want to fuck with him. I think it, was, it had some twists and turns like that in it. And then she was like, well... I'm a journalist. And then so she went and investigated anyway. And then her mom was like, see, bitch, didn't I tell you? You always put your hand on the hot stove. But I don't know what the show Big Little Lies is about. But I remember Meryl Streep is in it. She's in the new season. I don't know what it is about. I know I'm excited to um, see the show Krypton. Um, Season two is about to come out of there on Sci-Fi. And it's about before. Before Superman was born, can you tell me? I was like, yeah, Superman's boy. granddad before he was born. So Superman's granddad is trying to save Superman in the future from all of these events that are trying to stop Superman from ever being born. Very Terminator realness, but it's cute. Um, they they include Zed is Zod. trying to. All babies are pre-given a career that they will go into when they are born. Yes, and so. I think Superman's family, super. I said, I keep saying super. Superman's family was trying to say like, what if the children want to do something else? Let society be another way. And so they were trying to take down Zod. Yes, General Zod. Okay, that's all I remember. 
But um, a show like Krypton, I'm obviously gonna watch because I'm a comics nerd and it's also Superman. So I'm already, I'm already gonna I'm already gonna watch that. Big Little Lies and Sharp Objects. Um, I'm not gonna watch. Probably never gonna watch because it is a almost all white cast. Oh. And like I've said in previous episodes, if the producers and directors of the shows do not envision including people of color, at least in somewhat of a supporting role in the show, then they don't want me to watch. Oh. I'm not interested. Um, and I was semi-interested in um, Sharp Objects because I like Amy Adams as an actress. But then when I saw more of the marketing for the show and just saw nothing but white people, I was like, oh. They want to market to white people. Cool. They're not marketing to me. I don't need to watch. Same with Big Little Lies. Same thing. It's four white women leading the show. That's it. I think they may have um, someone's biracial way in the background. Way in the background. Not enough for me. I'm not watching. Well, my white girl obsession is Handmaid's Tale, which comes back on Hulu. I've been wanting to watch that, but... Handmaid's Tale gets it's it moves slow. The whole first season moves slow. Second season picks it up. Season three is supposed to be dynamic. Um, they realize what they have going and they need to figure it out. So season three is supposed to be like this amazing. When does that come out? Do I have time to watch June sixth? Oh no, I ain't got time to watch two seasons. (laughs) June third. It's like June. It's like that's next week. It's right there at the beginning of June. That's next week. But you can still you can still watch it because. All the episodes don't come out at the same time, like on Netflix. Oh, okay. they release weekly, so by the, so you can catch up and still be two, three, four episodes. Because that's the way it was when I was watching season two. I had to watch all of season one. I was like, I don't want to, you know, because then I'll see who died and who didn't. And I just want right now. I don't want. Again. I don't want to be spoiled. Yeah. <clears throat> the only thing I know about Handmaid's Tale is the red gowns and the white hats. Yes, those are the girls who are high, who are still fertile. Who can produce babies Because due to some nuclear accident Something happened where all the girls aren't having babies Okay So they're being put in reproduction prison Okay And then they're supposed to hashtag break free No Ariana Grande But if you are like me And um, you are looking for things to watch Again she's got to have it is on That is very black, very pro-black Very uh, (laughs) sex positive Uh, Pose is coming back on June 11th Um what else should we be watching? Because I mean, like, it's a full court life out here. I got something yeah. to watch on Tuesdays, something I can catch on the side. Then Hulu, I think. Jailbirds was fun. Oh, you're watching Jailbirds? What do you I'm still watching Jailbirds. Them and some birds. Them and some birds. Woo! I went to jail one time in my life for almost 36 hours. I have never experienced nothing that these girls are experiencing. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you. You gotta watch Jailbirds. You really do. Watch at least watch the trailer for when you see what the trailer of Jail like what what I watched the first episode. But it is definitely multi <laughs> multicultural. It, it is, is definitely that you will see the black trash. You will see the Latino Shout trash. You will see the white trash. Shout out to Dollar and his body. A one had two girlfriends in jail. I had two girlfriends outside of jail. I like A one. <laughs> Who is the girl that had the wife? Outside of the jail, and then the wife came to get to pick her up from the jail, and then she wasn't getting let out, and then she was like, "Baby, can you just give me some money?" No, she said, "Baby, do you love me?" <laughs> and she's like, "Of course I love you, babe." So, well, can you just send me like a hundred dollars commissary? I like, yes, yeah, she better use her love for you as a weapon. 
Cause she just came to pick her up from jail. Found out she wasn't even getting out of jail. So I done made this long ass drive. Getting out, put some more money on my books. <laughs> I gotta be here. It's fun. So no, I do not advise any watching any of those shows that do not cater to us. Watch something that but at least reflects us. What, are you a gay hotel? What is that? I mean, like, what? Is I'll that be that. You? I don't know. I'm I, w- I will be that gladly. But we need a title for for being like you. There is no title. There's only one Superman. Here for it. This week, I am absolutely here for Kanye West using his platform to talk about his bipolar diagnosis on David Letterman's new Netflix show premiering this Friday. I got. I had to write this down. I had to remember the details. Kanye discusses details of his episodes, you know, like when you're having a bipolar episode, about how he Kanye West says he feels like everyone becomes an actor. Everything is a conspiracy, and you feel like you're being recorded. Yes, Kanye, you're being recorded. You're like a really popular rapper and you're a producer, so definitely everything you say is being recorded because this might could be profitable later. And you're also married to Kim Kardashian. Everything is being recorded. And she will sell all of that shit. Um, Kanye also gives details about being handcuffed and drugged during one of his psychotic psychiatric emergency encounters and Kanye encourages all bipolar people to always take your medication. Take your medicine. <laughs> That's what he's talking from. Estrella's mama. <laughs> Shout out to Estrella. But back to Kanye. This is serious. I'm so glad that Kanye was afforded this space. Well, not he could afford. He was granted this space down to the Netflix with um David Letterman to effectively use his celebrity and his influence. Instead of talking about Donald Trump. Um, tune in this Friday to um David Letterman's new show. My guest needs no introduction on Netflix. Okay, so this is season two of that. Yeah, because Obama was on there last season. It was some good interview. I watched like Jay Z was on there last mm-hmm. season. Um, it's some problematic girls on there this season, and Kanye West is just one of them. But I'm glad that Kanye used his platform to discuss his bipolar disorder and encouraging other people to make it through. And I'm absolutely here for it. Yeah, the only problem with that. Is you cannot be in the midst of your crisis giving advice on said crisis. You need to be well, through will your never storm. Be cured from bipolar disorder. Mm. Can you be cured from? I'm asking. You can be. You can be. There's a threshold of treatment. Okay. And so Kanye West ain't that far away from the last episode that he had uh-huh. publicly. We don't know what the last episode he had privately is, uh-huh. but he ain't that far away from the last episode that he had publicly where. Treatment has gotten him to a place where he can be effective in communicating what it looks like to be on the other side. There is places I've been diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder for a long fucking time. And I am still not in a place where I can effectively talk about the other side of post-traumatic stress disorder because, girl, I don't know what that looked like yet. And Kanye West is in a, in a similar position because he don't know what the other side of bipolar disorder is. And even if he never finds out what it looks like, that does not give him a place to say, well, girl, everything going to be all right. You don't um, know that. He he does talk about currently being diagnosed two years ago. And he discusses like, girl, I was just diagnosed two years ago. And he was discussing what happened during the psychiatric emergency and what it was like to be handcuffed, um, tied down to the bed, and drugged. He he's just talking about his current experiences and how he remains encouraged. 
through those things because he realizes like when he gets to a place where he feels like everyone is an actor, everything he does is being recorded. And when uh, when he get when he starts feeling that way, he knows an episode is is about to happen, and he needs to communicate that to his wife because child she be I'm a white woman. She is an actor, <laughs> so he needs to communicate that so she can be aware that an episode is. About. He talks about all he talks about all of that, but we still haven't seen all of it. So I'm going to remain encouraged that. The full episode will be uplifting. I'm gonna remain skeptical because I don't trust his ass yet. I don't think he is the right person to report on that because he's not too far away from his last motherfucking episode. All right, what are you here for or not here for? <clears throat> what I am here for this week is a quote I am going to give you from uh, Miss Blanca, aka MJ Rodriguez. She did an update to the vocal. You said, hey, I'm getting better. Uh, (laughs) Not that one. Um, Something a little more profound that I think is extremely important and timely because um, the topic is getting more popular, but the message is still being left behind. Mm. Um, Quote, ballroom is not a trend. It's about family. End quote. Um, I think that the term and um, the great things about ballroom is becoming more popular because of Pose and because mm-hmm. of, um, you know, that scene getting more popular and becoming more quote unquote mainstream mm-hmm. and drag races. I was going to say, mm-hmm. that is why more people are looking into what ballroom is and figuring out what a category is and all of those great things that they would like to normalized. attribute. To what ballroom culture is But don't forget That ballroom culture started because These kids didn't have no family And they had mm-hmm. to make a family from no family Pepper LaBeija was like these kids look up to me And I'm just like girl I'm going through it too Literally, <laughs> I'm finding solace when I get down there And go do a category Yes And as the mother of the house girl child. Literally um, and so I'm absolutely here for it this week because I think that it was the, the best representation of what we should be studying and looking up when we talk about ballroom culture. Mm-hmm. Um, go and see what the ballroom really is. Go and see and experience a real ball and talk to people that are really in the ballroom scene instead of just looking at pose, just looking at drag race and just Paris looking at uh, just looking at Paris is burning. That's not enough. That is watch Kiki. That's gay one on one. Shout out to Twiggy. Yes. Um, but go go past Gay 101. Gay 101 is what straight white people are learning right now. <sighs> and still getting it wrong. And still getting it wrong. And y'all getting it wrong, too. And we love y'all, so we we telling y'all this in love. <laughs> so get past Gay 101. <laughs> Come on, we should be in grad school right now. <laughs> so I'm absolutely here for the, the quote uh, from Blanca in the new trailer for the forthcoming season. Of Pose on June 11th. I cannot wait. Tuesdays. The gag is, it come on Tuesdays. The gag is, we're going to watch it before we record this. Oh, okay. Well, reporting live. Pack my 90s. All right, here we go. It's time for our last call. This is your favorite part of the show because that means we get to start recording and you can tell me what happened at the DC sex parties this weekend. I wouldn't know. I know girls that would, but they shouldn't have been there. Anyway, let's call. This is our favorite part of the show. If you have a drink or a protein shake or a shot of semen available, take it with us. This is our last. Okay. 
This is our last subject of the evening. My last call is to claiming the victory. Oh, wow. I claim the victory that during Pride Month, there will be so many donations to black gay charities in America. Somebody tweeted this over the weekend. They were like, while you're here for DC Black Pride, please give a donation of $25 to a local charity. You're going to go to the... I heard that um, the park got up to $80 this year. It wasn't a full $120. They got up to $80. The girls were paying $80 to go to the club. The park, the club, not the park. The park at 14th. That is the club. The park at 14th. That's the club. Um, So, um, y'all out here paying $20 for drinks. You know, we always got to judge you. You're doing this. You're doing this. How come you don't got time to go to church? Well, y'all doing all the other stuff just... Find an organization, whether it be local or national, and please give a donation. $25 is a big help, especially when giving a donation to a local charity. And plus, you look good to the girls that run the charity. So you can call them when you don't got your library money. And they're like, oh, well, fast track her because she gave a donation. But um, so just pretty please, you guys, during Pride Month, give a donation to a black gay charity. And I just claimed the victory over that. And that's my last call. And also be wary of companies that use this season, Pride season, as a tool to pretend to be an ally. Um, companies like J. J. Crew, Bloomingdale's, Also's, Welcome, McDonald's, H&M, and Nike, and Lululemon. I don't know Lululemon. Her. her. I don't shop there. Uh, this for girls. Okay. That's why. It's <laughs> for girls. Um, all have... Um, Pride discounts and things going on. They have pride um, banners and they make their product in rainbow colors. All of that. Even Disney World has a pride uh, festival that they're going to do next month as well. But be wary of those companies and look into whether they are donating that money back into the community because it is one thing to use the community during pride season but not have any pride in the actual community. Now check that, Phaedra voice. <laughs> but what you will know is that he needed $10 for a pizza. So he, and, like look, <laughs> and look at her. She out here single. Now check that. Now check that, Phaedra. <laughs> Ooh, let, let these storylines play out, girls. Let these storylines play out. Do you think out. Phaedra's coming back? Probably. Mm. At the expense of, well, you know they do, when the girls are trying to keep the budget down, Candy, you cost a lot of money. So if we can get rid of you, then sure. But then to break her contract, because you know, like when you sign on to a show like that, you sign off like two or three seasons. So is Candy's contract at its end, and they just decided not to renew Candy's contract? I don't know. Because if they break, if they breach contract, you know, Candy just gonna go for the wig. <laughs> yes. Um, my last call this week oh, is to Gillette. Um, Gillette and their most recent commercial. Um, Continues in this wave of actually being a company that has positive messaging to the LGBT community, to include lesbians, to include gays, and now to include uh-huh. trans, to include trans people. This last commercial um, showed a trans boy slash trans teenager. man. Yeah, yeah, teenager. he, he, he. So I don't want to call him quite a man because he ain't a man yet. I don't think I don't think he was eighteen. Uh, but <clears throat> this trans boy's journey in learning how to shave 
and his own father was teaching him how to shave, um, the different directions in which to shave for the very first time. And I thought it was a very touching and intentional commercial that I know that all of these companies are capable of doing if they want to. And Gillette is in a position where the straight conservative Republicans that don't want to see this on their goddamn TV screens, don't want to see this on their phones, if they decide that they're not going to buy no more Gillette razors, Gillette is still going to be okay. Gillette is still going to be a billion-dollar industry, and it don't matter if your country bumpkin ass don't want to buy no fucking razors because you saw a trans man in a commercial. And Gillette has figured out its position in society and its position in business that they are able to make this inclusive move to include other people at the possibility of excluding other people. And the people that are being excluded are people that are hoping for more exclusion in the world. They're hoping to exclude people that are trans. They're hoping to exclude people that are uh, gay, that are bisexual, that are lesbians, that are anything other than straight and white. Mm -hmm. And so when they themselves are being excluded from a conversation, then that's the conversation going forward and not back. And so I absolutely applaud Gillette for that because it takes a great marketing strategy. It takes a great marketing director to look at, hey, the business might lose. $20 $20 million because of this. But we're going to be that much better in the future by being ahead of the story, by being ahead of history, and saying trans men are people that we want to market to as well. So it's my last call. I'm absolutely here for it. Gillette, keep the good work up. I can't wait to see your next commercial. Keep the, keep these girls mad. I wonder what Craig, um, the, M, the IML girl, think about that. She's probably one of the ones like, I'm not going to buy no more Gillette razors. I'm just going to. Trans men don't need to shave. Well, she already had a scraggly ass, raggedy ass, carpet built ass beard. So Thank she probably had no Gillette. <laughs> she had no Gillette in her life anyway. Thank you guys so much for listening to Here for a Podcast. Get some merch. Hereforitshop.com. Um, use our hashtag on the internet, Here for it Hive. Go to hereforitpod.com. We're available on YouTube, TuneIn, Spotify, It's Your Boyfriend House. Um, my name is Ronald Matters. Follow me on the internet at Ronald Matters and, of course, RonaldMatters.com. I am still the Superman, T H E E S U P A M A N. You can follow me on everything you can find any nigga on. I am also at Rockaletta Moss's school for gifted girls. The revolution will be televised. Take your Truvada, children. Bye. <laughs>